Conversations 9.0, second episode. And today I have with me, virtually, all the way from Bali, um, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Magali Benezet, and um, I am here in beautiful and hot Bali right now. <laughs> so I actually invited Magali to do this with me because she handcrafts these, it's right behind you. She handcrafts oh, these beautiful ceramics. And um, so I visited her home in Bali not too long ago and I fell in love with them. I actually ordered some of them for my clients, in, for my um, interior design clients as well. So I thought to have her come on board our podcast this season because we're talking about discipline. And she works out of her home, she has two kids. Um, and I think that take, requires a level of discipline to keep churning out these beautiful ceramics to us uh, and sell and she sells them at the store that she and her husband rose our own yes somebody yes so with all that introduction done let's just dive in so yeah. what do you do in a nutshell yeah well, at the moment, I'm really yeah, I'm focusing on making, you know, ceramics. And um, I mostly, to be a little bit technical, I'm mostly hand-built. So I don't do necessarily like other people do on the wheel. Um, it's all made by, by hand. I used to work in fashion before and do um, textile pattern making. So I'm used to like working with flat sheets and then cutting and then assembling. So it's kind of like my way of working. Um, and then I also do a lot of um, kurinuki, which is the one that you got, the little white cups for sake and coffee. And those are more organic. You, um, do, you, do you have a sample to show right now? Otherwise, I'll go grab one so that people can see. Yeah, I'll have a little one. Yes, I do. I have some. And the, kurinuki, the kurinukis are like very organic. You start from a block of clay and then you just kind of carve it in. It's beautiful. It's, These know, are the ones I ordered. Those are the, exactly the one that you ordered. And I make them in different size. I make them in little shot glass size, um, sake espresso size, cappuccino size, and even like extra large chai size. And I make them in different clay. This one is like a beautiful local black clay. And then you I know, love I that one. Finishes. Yeah. So that's like the Karinuki, but otherwise I do also a lot of like hand building. And then this is for, and I love to incorporate textile in creation because I come from a fashion background. So I love to incorporate like fiber. So this one is like hand built. And then afterwards I just add, you know, a little detail of cording of whatever color I have at the moment that I work with. Amazing. These are so beautiful. Where did you learn how to do these ceramics by hand? So what happened is that, so I used to work in fashion and then when I had the boys, um, I had them back to back and like, I was still a mommy, not exactly back at work. And there's, I was living in Brooklyn at the time and there was a, um, a ceramic studio that opened literally in my neighborhood. So I don't know why I was really attracted to, I couldn't go back to my sewing machine. It was taking too much time with the boys and everything, but I was like, maybe I can pick up something else that's creative. And uh, 
And then I went in and then they had night class and it was kind of like my little excuse to be like, I signed up for one and they were just old enough that I could leave them with row at night with my husband. And mm -hmm. so I ended up taking night classes and I just never stopped. I think that's really beautiful also because we're going back to the topic of discipline. I think a lot of people let themselves go um, not just physically, but also mentally once they become moms, especially with back-to-back -back yeah, children, yeah. you know, but I think that the easier thing is to let yourself go and then, you know, postnatal depression comes in and like, you know, your body, like oh, what's gosh. going on my body, so what's going on my brain. Emotions. Yeah, everything under, yeah. One and one it's actually sure. harder for somebody to be like, you know what, I'm actually a creative person and I want to go back into doing something creative and I can't do what I love, but let me find another way to still create yeah, and emote. Exactly. It was just stronger than me. You know, it's interesting. It's one of those things where like, for some reason, I couldn't go back to my sewing machine. I was a little bit blocked, almost like if I hit a wall, I was like, okay, I've done it all in fashion, not done it all. But I was just like, it was just not calling me anymore. But I so was craving a creative outlet. I just couldn't, I just couldn't go without it. So it was just almost like, you know, when you have that calling and you just can't resist it. So even though it was hard and even though it really wasn't the right moment and I had to, I was like, this is, you know, as, as every mom, we always have that guilty thing. It was like, okay, it's great. Yes. It's just like, it's in the neighborhood. I can leave them with row after I feed them. Like everything was kind of like, okay to do it. So once I felt like everybody was, that my family would, would be okay with me, <laughs> you know, stepping out of the house for a few hours a week, I was like, okay, I can do this. So, yeah, yeah. I because like prior to this, we've met, but we've never talked about her journey yeah. into sure. ceramics. So when I hear this, it's really beautiful to me because it's actually harder to make that time, take the discipline to okay, I'm putting my kids to sleep. I'm going to do this and do that, plan this, and and so, I'm talking I about mean, New York City where I have yeah. zero help. I'm by myself. Yes. I had to literally stop working to take care of my boys back to back. So it's a, a, a very different environment than here in Bali. Because you're talking yeah. about discipline and you're asking me how I'm doing it in Bali. And to tell you the truth, it's a dream because all I have <laughs> to do is discipline. Everything else is taken care of. Like yeah. I'm good. My boys are at school. I have help. They're in great hands. I can finally allocate the time that I need. So from New York to Bali, for me, 360, like, you know. Let's talk a little bit about that because my next question was, what kind of discipline do you exercise in your daily life? And I wanted to talk a little bit about that because the transition from New York to Bali, like the reason that, you know, the both of you and to, to uproot your family and move, I think that's a yeah. really big um, decision. So let's talk a little bit about that first. It was, it was a really big decision. So I have two boys, they're extremely active. And, you know, I've, I've lived in New York for 20 years. Ro, my husband's been there for 30 years. Um, and they're just, it, it, it was almost our kids guiding us. So we moved to LA in 2018 to try something else, just to see if we could maybe get a little bit more space somewhere else. And we did it and it was great. We loved it. We loved the experience and everything. But as you know, the states were going through a big transition and it was the Trump era and the mass shooting every single week and the school 
problems and it was just like piling up piling up piling up and we i just you know i'm from france i spent 20 years in france and then when i was 20 years old i moved to new york so i i was 40 so i was okay i just spent 20 years in the, in the states and i was like almost like a midlife crisis like okay what's next um where am i gonna do my next 20 years so um california was great but it was still not cutting it for us we were like you know what we need like a switch a change of culture a change of pace a change of everything um and we had never been to bali before uh we had vaguely planned to come here on our honeymoon you know like everybody else um mm -hmm. and that never happened we went everywhere else in the world but Bali. And uh, and then a friend of ours came to visit us in LA and was talking about Bali and actually he was from Korea and how he was going to maybe move, move there with his family. And I was just like, I don't know, when he said the word Bali, I just was like, it, something like, happened? I've never been, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I, I don't even know. And then I started looking at the schools and then the thing and I was like, you know what? Like, okay, because all we needed was a little bit of a, you know, international community school mm -hmm. system and mm -hmm. somewhere to live that's all I yep. was looking at and then Ro, yep. you know he's, my husband is a painter and he's has a lot of business in Asia in Southeast Asia in Korea in Japan so I was like okay maybe that could be a great base for our family so let's go check it out but um, we literally packed our four suitcase our two kids our two stroller and um, bought a one-way ticket to Bali that's and, insane um, <laughs> and that that was in 2019 was it 2019 June 2019 the, the the time like covid time so 8 months before covid yeah yeah yep so right so before covid luckily, you made the move otherwise, yes luckily, exactly otherwise none of this would have happened i would still be in brooklyn i would still you know what i mean like oh my god yeah. the timing thank god we did everything before yeah before covid yeah so at this juncture would then I'll bring back the question. So what kind of discipline do you exercise in your daily life now? I know yeah. you've talked a bit about like having like in Brooklyn versus now, but even if now is way easier than in Brooklyn, obviously, yes, there still has to be some kind of discipline that you enforce on yourself as like a business owner and a mother working from sure. home, you know, to segregate that time. Sure, but it's almost like that discipline to me I am so grateful because having been through that New York experience, no time, no help, nothing, I really feel like I'm living again. Like I feel so grateful that that discipline comes really easy, actually. It's like mm -hmm. all that I was craving that I wasn't able to do in New York, I finally have the time and the means to do it here. So sure, I'm disciplined. I mean, I, you know, like everybody, I think, you know, I try to go to the gym, um, I wake up early. My kids go to you know school really early, so we all wake up really early. Um, in Bali, you have access to healthy food, so I'm trying to eat healthy. Uh, but then when it comes to getting in the studio and and doing it, it's it's natural. It's like I'm just I'm ready. Like almost almost every morning, okay? Maybe not all the time, but I'm almost always ready. I come here with my coffee, and I'm like, oh, my Joko, I'm ready to start the day. So, yeah. yeah that that's, so, that's about it everything happens in your home right so from the crafting yeah. of the ceramics to like the yeah. the the kiln yes. do you right use now, a kiln I'm fully, yep i have a kiln i have a gas kiln at home so i'm fully independent now i used to go and commute a lot i before covid i used to go to the big ceramics studio in ubud and 
um, practice there and uh, fire my tooth there and everything. And then during COVID, it actually forced me to settle at home. So I started buying my equipment. Yeah. So I got all my equipment. It took months because it's not easy here in Indonesia to order things. Um, but I got everything I needed. I got my uh, slab roller, which is um, to make all my hand-built ceramic. Um, I got my kiln, my gas kiln outside. Um, and then I get all my clay from uh, locally, from, from Bali and, and everything. So yeah, I'm pretty, pretty independent right now. Yes. Oh, so, okay. So the last bit question I want to ask before I want to talk more about the ceramic making, because I'm actually really interested. Do you have any advice to people on how to remain disciplined? Maybe two parts. One part is living in a city like New York, Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, nonstop versus somewhere which is slower paced like Bali. I think in Bali, it's, for example, it's, it's, there's two case scenario. People are different, but I think if you live in Bali, it's also easy to just kind of you to get be here super and lazy, right? <laughs> and yeah. to be like, why do I even need to work? You know, I'm yeah. chill. Like, so I think maybe um, that's the thing to be careful of. And then in the city, you're always on the treadmill. It's always like that energy. I mean, especially in New York, it's always there. You're always like, you feel like you have to be productive. So uh, it's almost like you got to be careful not to burn out and mm. really kind of help yourself. In Bali, I think it's more like, yeah, make make things happen because no one's going to make anything happen for you. Like, <laughs> you know, go do the things that you have to do. Um, I think everybody's different. It really depends on your circumstance. You know, if you're a mom, if you're, if you're not. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's, that's what I would. And then, you know, when you have a passion, when it's really something that you wake up and you want to do, mm-hmm. I think things come you know, they, they fall into places. Yeah, make it I, I, I want to expand you a little bit on can. that. You because do I was just, yeah, because the, the, in the last podcast that I did with a musician, she's a violinist. Uh-huh. So she's uh-huh. been practicing music since she's four years old. And now she's in like her early thirties. And um, it's the same thing. Cause I also, we're all talking about discipline here. Right. And she said, maybe for her as a kid, there was an end goal like watching people perform on stage and that's what she wanted to do. So she kept going towards that goal. And similarly, what you're saying is if you're passionate about this thing and you want to get that done, you reach there. So I think this is something that is like a common theme. If you have a purpose and a goal, like you truly want to get something, you will figure a way out there. It's also slow building, especially for me. It's I'm very I'm not a fast person. I don't do things fast. Uh, my things are slow made. I'm a one woman operation. But for me, it's I do what I can every day. So I see every day as like I'm putting a little steps and another little steps and another little steps. And I and I mm-hmm. see how in paying off actually a lot. I'm slowly getting up those steps. Mm-hmm. And so that's great to see that it's working. But it's like. It's just every day, day by day, you just tackle the tasks that you have to do, you know. Um, you work towards your goal, you work towards your 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 journey. And so that's that's the best thing you can do. I mean, of course, procrastination is the number one enemy. Um yeah. but you know, when you procrastinate, it's usually because you have problems trouble like you know you have uh, it's it's other it's you, you have other external factors yeah external yeah. factors that 
prevent you from doing what you have to do that day. Mm -hmm. Procrastination is not something you choose. It's just so you have to resolve your problem or resolve what's going on and then you can get to it. All right, Magli, thanks so much for sharing today. Um, I want to learn a little bit more about your process for ceramics because I do genuinely love her, her ceramics and maybe share a little bit more about how people can get it, where they can you know, find your stuff. Yeah. At, the, yeah. at the moment, I'm still, so we opened a shop in Chengdu called Sound Vision Library. So I have my mm -hmm. ceramics there. We also have other things my husband is a painter and an artist we bring back different brands street streetwear and what 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 you have it uh, from korea japan things like that but my ceramics are there i am working on my website so i can finally do some you know online business that part is a bit challenging i'm still working on it because again being in bali uh with covid and everything like i have to figure out the exporting situation the shipping yeah, situation the shipping yeah, yeah yeah the shipping thing so i'm still tweaking that um but that's i'm working toward toward that that goal because i would love to be you know um in little shops in singapore and bangkok like anywhere near around here even in europe so um but yeah at the moment you can you know i have my instagram mad love studio uh, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll link that up as well sure they can like place an order, reach out to me or come to our shop in person. Uh, so yeah, I'm really kind of like a little bit, you know, underground right still. Also, <laughs> do you have, um, wait, thanks so much for having this conversation with me first and sharing your story. And I hope it inspires people because I was, it, it helped, it opened my eyes to what it's like to, be living in a city and then deciding to uproot yourself and leave so thank you for today 